On tonight's podcast we're looking back at the game at Bristol on Sunday, having a look at what's going on at the club, looking forward to Swansea, and then some questions for the panel. I'm Simon and this is the Progress with Unity podcast. And, young Adam, how are we doing? Hello, Simon, I'm doing well. I'm glad to be back. Yeah, good to have you back. Thank you. Old Adam? Yes, top of the world, Simon. Feeling great, thank you. Okay, we want some plenty of editing tonight, aren't we, Paul? We're having no editing tonight. Stop one take, straight out. Straight through, no brew. John Carew's looking at you. I'm fine, thanks for asking, guys, as always. Oh, you're alright. We've been talking to you for 20 minutes. Brilliant, brilliant. Right then, let's look back at the game at Bristol last week um, on Sunday. Possession-wise, pretty, pretty even. Uh, Bristol just shaded it. Shots, we had 20 to Bristol's 9. And on target, we had 8 shots on target to their 4. Corners, we outdid them in that field, 10 to 5. And committed for more fouls, 15 to 8. The score was Wigan Athletic 2, Bristol City 2. Um, and there's a few talking points to come from that but let's just start with how we set up and how we took the game to Bristol yeah um, I thought it was picked up where we left off from um, certainly the first 75 minutes of the derby game I thought really um, we attacked well uh, again created some decent chances Massey in particular uh, in the first half had uh, you know a few half chances um, but then they got us with a bit of a sucker punch, really, wasn't it? Shambolic defending. Yeah, not great defending, but but completely, in my view, against the runner player. Yeah, it, it was, it was. Yeah. I think it was just defending, obviously, let, let ourselves down there, and um, it's not what you want to see, really, at all. No, but good to see, again, I thought, again, midfield was... Uh, was was, was yeah. decent. Adam wasn't here last week, so I wonder what your views are on the new... Uh, the new Three no, I was gonna. I was gonna. That was my, gonna be my point. Um, one thing at least you can take from the two games we've had, the two away games, is is the the, the new setup in midfield and how we seem to be dominating, getting on the ball a bit more. And and I think it's, it's definitely something we should keep from. I think it's, it's probably been the main factor as to why we've looked so so good away from home in the last two games. To Joe, finally get a point. Joe Williams, brilliant. Superb. Game. I mean, I, wa- I actually watched both the games and. Um, I've got to say he was he was unbelievable yeah. as, as he has been already. Um, so obviously we we fell behind to um, a sloppy goal in my uh, opinion to concede, and then Big Che does what Che Dunkley does, cost Kieran Crompton money, and scored um, from a corner another set piece goal. It, yeah, it's good, but it's concerning because the amount of times we got in good areas that first half before they scored, and we just looked. We just had no quality in that final that third. Final the That's final pass or the final shot—it's—it's it's, it's not good enough. I, I did tweet saying we need to we need to swap our front three the second half because the amount of chances and good areas we we squandered for us to then concede our usual typical sloppy goal—it felt so inevitable again. I've said that word so many times, but away from home we looked so predictable in terms of you know having the chances, not taking them, and then conceding a goal that's pretty much a gift. Yeah, and you go, you go into the sheds at half-time um, feeling probably that we can 
get something from the game really yeah. it's there for taking yeah um, and then the lads the lads come out um, the second half and again set piece Shay Dunkley scores again good old Chevy gets uh, gets his second for the Latics and we're 2-1 up um, and how happy many, days really how many corners did we have again sorry we had uh, 10 corners yeah I think probably se- about 7 of them I think were corners where we caused problems yeah I mean I got, that is one thing I know when you say like you score lots of your goals from set pieces which we are tending to do I mean if your centre half's got 5 I think that gives it away but I also think that to get the, to get set pieces you have to be in the areas don't you so we are getting into the right areas but like you said I think I don't think it's just our forwards who are guilty maybe our, sometimes our full backs get into the areas as well yeah. and maybe don't I mean, use it as, as well as they I can I mean let, let, let's have a talk about Dunkley he's on, he's on five for the season um, Arlene goal scorer and he, there was at the beginning of the season there wasn't really a nailed down uh, back four was there or a back five uh, players and it was um it, it took a little bit of time, didn't it, to get a, um, a steady defensive partnership. And I think for me, Dunkley's looked pretty pretty damn secure in that uh, centre-back partnership with McGrew. Um, do you think having to change that around has led to the sloppiness in the in the goals that we conceded at um, Bristol? Uh, I don't know. Kip, Kippy's done all right, I think. Yeah. We remember there it was an odd one because you know when at the start of this season they were saying they were a liability but if you think back to the start of last season everyone was saying that that decision to split it when Dan Byrne was back because we were doing alright I thought after those first couple of games where we conceded a few yeah. from you, had the, you had the problem didn't you that partnership was working but Dan Byrne was you know wide that knowledge as your best defender so what do you do? I mean I mean for the first goal, it was definitely a, a Dunkley error, which he quickly made up for. So fair play to him for that. But the the, the equaliser for Bristol City, I think it was it was a mixture of, of a few of our attacking players because they can't mark everyone. Them two, they've, they've, you know, they, they were on the danger minute, and the guy who scored was a midfielder. So we've got to look at as a team, you know, we, we just turned, to kind of go through some. It was on the it, sort of on the line. This is not me jumping on the whole Naismith bandwagon, but it was Naismith's man that scored. It was, if, if you look yeah. at the highlight, it was Naismith's guy who he let go. And yeah, well, we're not going to jump on. I mean, no, but you can still just because a lot of people are wrongly, you know, jumping on his back. It's still you've got to acknowledge the fact that it was his fault well, then, in terms then, of then, losing his man. But then you've got to look at the other players' reactions. Could and, we not analyse every player, every goal that we concede, and every player? Yeah, yeah, rather than. But I, that's what I did for the first goal. I yeah, said, yeah, that yeah. Was yeah. Dun- um, the other thing you can analyse is. Uh, shots and chances that are given up by somebody making an error that, that where the forward gets a, a bang on opportunity and just hits it wide yeah I mean I'm, I was gonna, on, the, on the nature stats, thing I'm going to jump in because we, we had a discussion didn't we at Derby Adam um, we sat with one fan who <clears throat> we know who's got a massive in for Naismith and I sit there and you, you look back at the Forest game and he, he came on and made a, a massive impact um, Derby again. He came on in his position, didn't do anything wrong, and he is he is wrongly criticised. And I think what we need to do is try and look at the big bigger picture. Oh, absolutely. He, but he, he, I'm just saying it's his man, and yeah. and you know I can't criticise him because he, he, he against Forest he was superb. And and to be honest, I've never had a problem with him when he's not been in left back because as attacking fielder. Especially at the end of last season, he was, he was quality. Like, you know, he's comfortable on the ball, and but 
you know, and when you when you throw into left back, he's uncomfortable. And that's fair enough because you know. And also, uh, Preston, he was very brave when he went in. He went in at centre half, and he, he in, a, in an awful performance from Wigan, he was probably one of our better players. Yeah. But I, yeah, they make me they make mistakes. No one's beyond the criticism, but they, everybody makes mistakes, don't they? You're right. Yeah. I think he, it was his, it was his man. But for me, it, it, it seems that. Some certain sections, and I think it's a, a relatively small section, see that it's the substitution itself rather than actually um, necessarily the fact that yeah, every player does make does make an error at times. It's not. It wasn't the substitution that was wrong because the evidence suggests that he does a decent job when he comes on. And what's to say that people say let's bring Pilkington on? He could have lost his man. Yeah, yeah. you know that anybody I can lose. Really said last week, one opinion's tested. One scenario plays out, and it's dead easy to pick something wrong with anything. You know, World Cup win, you could pick something that a team did wrong in the it's final. It's just dodgy correlations, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and, and, and I think we, we're just going to look at it more realistically and say, well, the fact is, the good thing is now as well, I don't know what everybody else thinks, but our, our bench is looking okay for me now. You know, we're actually, you look at the bench and you think, yeah, we've got something there. We can actually, we can do something with our, with our bench. Both ways, that can't we? If we're winning, we can do something, and if we're if if we're losing, we've got options. Yeah, it's just that we don't seem to have that one. Where you could come on when we're winning and losing. <laughs> and I think you know we, we think um, to what you know how good Dunkley is, and then there was a chance probably then to make the game three-one, and then we may have gone on to, to more and more because we had a cracking opportunity, uh, Gavin Massey. Um, it was two on one. That's great. Yeah. Love the breakaway. Um, and obviously Massey, he's a striker. Uh, well, he's, a, he's an attacker. He, he's, his aim is to score goals um, and puts it straight into the keeper. A lot of people say he should have passed it. Can you imagine what the action would have been if he'd passed it and Massey, uh, Morsi put it over? Well, you'd well, say what an idiot Morsi is for missing an open that for yeah. me. That I, 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 I or would you say that he's, a, he's an attacker? He should have been on the no. shot. No. no? You have to if you if you go through and someone's in a better position than you. you was have to, you it? Was he in a better position though? Behind, yeah. behind Massey. Yeah, I, I, I just have a look at his like devil's advocate. You know, he, he was behind, behind the play. It was it was clear. Well, he had to be behind uh, the play, or he could have he'd yeah. have straight offside. So he, he'd done he'd done the right it, he'd done the right thing, Matt Morsey. I think on every replay I've seen, it it's kind of he's gone with attackers' instinct. You, you've blown it blows my mind how. You know, yeah, I, I, it, it really does blow what my did mind. You do look at the and I knew at the time. I actually got a bruise on my leg. I hit my leg because I thought, not, not people make mistakes, but I just yeah. in my mind I thought I this is going to come back to haunt us. And you know what? Everyone's got their own. You know, it's natural that you, you know, you want to get that goal and you want to, you know, you know, for selfish reasons. But for the for the situation we find ourselves in and the, the desperation really of what it is to get an away win. Yeah, and and to to just. And you know, if you don't pass, at least fucking score. You know what I mean? Language. Yeah. I know, but this is how yeah. much it annoys but people. I, I tell you what, if we'd have gone on to win that game two-one, it'd have been forgotten about yeah. by now. Massey's coming for a lot of undue stick. I feel on on social yeah. media. I think back to Leeds away last season. It's result-based punditry. If because we, we didn't win, people are not happy. If we'd have, if we'd have won two one, people would be happy and forgive all the sins. But but my my thing is that he doesn't deserve uh, uh, you know deep criticism. 
for what he's done in the past. But on that particular, he made he made the wrong decision at, in that game, and I don't care what. And Cook knew as well. You could kind of see he is. He, he just made the wrong decision. But you know, he's he's done a lot of great things for us. So I'm not going to like hang him out to dry. He's just made a mistake. But it, a lot it of was people just that cru- crucial part. It's crucial interesting. Part. Interesting that a lot of people have, you know, forgotten, um, and whether it's heat of the moment or, or what have you, but um, a lot of people have um, taken a real displeasure to to the attempt and the chance that we had and that it potentially cost us. What I, what I would say, I think... So at the time I wanted him subbed and he was subbed. Yeah, but... It was, I, it was that. I also think that some people have picked up on that though and said, well, uh, for me he's not good enough for this season, but I think... So he was easing his way back in because he, he, he was injured but I think he's, he's given us some decent games this season yeah. I mean you can't, uh, defensively wise he's, you know, he, he does add a lot to the team he's very good in terms of how he positions himself his pressing game um, but again he's, he's got to work on that final product do, and that decision making do you not think that that's why he's probably here he's at this club because he isn't yeah, that he's not really that finished he's got a, a complete package you know, isn't he? There's, there's, there's other players in, in squads that will get you that especially even in the lower end of the championship you know chances like that don't come very easily in this league and you've got to yeah. Morsi gave him the luck as well for Morsi I think said it and knowing Morsi he's going to be screaming for it as well isn't he that's the thing he's going to be screaming fair play to Morsi being up there as well getting up there with, with, with him but you know things things turn on those moments but yeah I mean you know, hopefully he doesn't take it to heart, and he still does all the things and keeps trying. It's just a just an error, and you know it, it happens in it. It happens in a game of football. You know when things are happening that quick. Yeah, they're, when they're not going for you. Yeah, they tend to. That's yes. what it's. They don't go for you, do they? It just shows, and it, to coin Paul Cook's phrases, it is fine margins. You score that game over. Yeah, well, that's clearly got nothing. To, that has nothing to do with Paul Cook, has it? Really? No. You know, because that, that, that's what I'm it's, it's fine margins. Yeah, it's, it's, it's phrase of it's fine margins. Mm, and you look at that, we for a, for a team that's like got an away record like we have, last two games we, we've got one point out of them, last two away games, and we got we could easily about that's six. It, easily, yeah. And I, I, I just think that, you know, there's that there is a massive upturn in form but, right around the corner. I think. Did well, we play? It. Did we play better there, though, Si? What do you think? Did we play better on, on um, Sunday than we did? I think we better than the same we did at Stoke last year when when you know we were just <laughs> then we were absolutely yeah. clinical. Yeah, I, that Stoke game I think was we were back to the wall that day as well. Right? Yeah, we yeah. weren't. Yeah, but I mean that that's something I want to move on to now. Away performances and and in general to to tie up this section. Um, the last two games have, have made me feel very, very positive going forward. But the thing is that I can see kind of similarities to last season in terms of, you know, we produced a... Do you know when we played Sheffield United away and we got beat 4-2? Um, I know it was, a, it was a heavy defeat, but everyone came away from that game thinking, you know what, you know, we're looking good away from home. It's, it's only a matter of time until that game's, you know, 1-2-0 for us. And you go to Millwall and you have the, that chance when yeah, up to go 2-0 up and then you, you see the game out then. Um, I just don't want it to turn into that again where we think, oh, you know, it's coming, it's only a matter of time, and then we sink into this winter of discontent. And, and Very it apt just, as the yeah. election is approaching. Exactly. That <laughs> <laughs> was unintentional, but I'll take it. Um, I just don't want to slip into that. It's, it's so crucial that we, we get this duck off our back and, yeah. and we get that win, and, and it's moments like that that 
just make you feel so yeah. frustrated that you think it's never going to happen and it needs to happen. Yeah, one, it can't be like last season. One thing for me that could be different though is because it could have, you could argue it's kind of gone the other way because our performances were poor and then we threw, threw in a couple of... Because last season our performances were good pretty much. It started to fade sort of Ipswich in particular and then all either side of Christmas up to about February, March whereas this season our performances were, were pretty poor and the, dark, the, the glimmer of hope at Hull, and then the derby and... Uh, yeah, I, I hope it is that the case of building into the season, you know, getting... And also, wins. this season as well, the mitigation, you could argue as well. Last year we were on a high coming from League One. This season we had a lot of new players, so maybe they're starting to gel. Yeah, I, I hope that's the case. Let's look, I, I'd like to look at I, I fear what you're saying, mm. but the, the optimist in me is saying that Absolutely hopefully we're going to go on and... Uh, and win every single away game we've got left. <laughs> so, um, has anyone else got anything they want to mention on the Bristol City game? Fair play to the fans who went yep. there. No, I wasn't one of them. Uh, and my red button was terrible. Yes, I believe Sky was. Uh, yeah, I got to listen to F1. For yeah, the, uh, it's nothing better than the audio of F1. And it's not even, <laughs> they're actually warming up. Yeah. So, uh, uh, man of the match, Adam? Uh, I will give the man of the match to. I'm gonna have to give it to uh, Williams again, even though he came, he came off. I thought he was exceptional for the 75 yeah. minutes he was on. Uh, Adam. Yeah, I'll, be, I'll do the same. It's hard not to give it to Dunkley because of the goals, but again, Williams is super. Thorpe. Uh, don't know, I wasn't there, but if you ask me, just uh, if you press me, I'd go with Dunkley just on the grounds that centre half scoring twice. Well, I'll go with that as well. I'm gonna go with. Big Shay Dunkley, so drawn uh, man of the match this week. Right, a uh, bit from the club, um, just a few bits and pieces. The South Stand will be open from 8:30 a.m. on uh, Saturday morning for the Rugby World Cup final, uh, rugby union that is. Uh, no alcohol will be served until 10 a.m. I get down there, cheer on the England taking on the Springboks, and then watch the uh, the Latics from that there and after. Boxing Day, the club have announced today, Wednesday, that they are doing a deal for it's £10 for adults, under 18s £5 and under 12s £2. Just to note that there is a £5 increase in adult tickets on the day, but you can take a family of four, two adults, two kids, 30 quid, which I don't think is a bad deal, nice little uh, stocking filler yeah. for Christmas. Season ticket holders, tell your friends. Yes, absolutely. And listen to this podcast. Um, under 23s were in action on Monday night. Um, I made my way down to Lancashire FA and it was bloody freezing. Uh, watching the under 23s take on uh, Bolton, uh, the Latics came away 2 0 winners. Um, some good performances, um, some debuts from lads playing up a few years, Alfie Devine, one of them. Um, really pleasing to watch the lads, um, they did a good job against, I must admit, a poor Bolton side. Um, after speaking to a few other people, it was quite a, a young Bolton side. A lot of them. Well, like the first team. <laughs> yeah, a lot yeah. of their lads in the age group have been drafted into the first team. Yeah, well, to be fair, though, Politic, Politic played for um, Bolton, but he was um, he was kept quiet. He didn't really do do too much. Um, on a note of players out on loan, Devantis Cole scored for Motherwell at uh, the weekend. Uh, yeah. And then we need to give a mention to Lattice. Listen, he's back out this Thursday. 
with yours truly on the uh, show. Well worth a listen. Heading off for that one. No, absolutely brilliant. I'll listen to that as well. Well, they said they wanted the big guns to come in, that's why I didn't get the email. No, I'm available later in the season when it matters. Uh, I'll go for my hat trick ball then. I'll be picking up the uh, hat trick ball. It was good uh, speaking to Nick, and you know, I think it's quite a decent listen. Yeah, it is. Listen, I've so. got. Um, I don't know if you've got it in there, Robinson's got in the team of the, uh, the month. Yes, yeah, I was just about to come to that, yeah, he's been in the uh, team of the month, um, so it's good to see Latics players represented. Alright then, looking ahead to Swansea on Saturday 12.30 at the DW Stadium, don't forget, um, Sky cameras will be down, and um, yeah, it should be, a, should be an interesting game. The referee is Peter Banks, he's a Premier League referee... Oh, yeah, Peter Banks. A bar- I don't know. Peter Banks will go with. Pre- Premier League referee. He's refereed five games, issued 25 yellows and one red. We've played Swansea 25 times, won 10, lost 10, and drawn five. The last game was a 2 2 draw at Swansea. Um, we have an opposition fan who has uh, provided us with some thoughts and opinions on the game coming up and all things Swansea. His name is Stephen, he's on Twitter, at StephenSOS1987, and we'll pass over to Adam who can introduce this section of Adam Asks. Yes, we're doing a slightly different Adam, Adam Asks today, uh, due to some uh, sequencing time differences in, in Wales, he's uh, sent, the, uh, sent them in in advance, so uh, we've just got some uh, short uh, snippets, uh, but I've asked him uh, a few general questions and you should be able to pick up what those are. From his responses. So, take it away, Stephen. Uh, Swansea's season so far has been a little bit up and down. Um, obviously, the season started really well. Five wins in six, even though the performances uh, weren't the best, if I'm honest with you. I think we uh, were quite clinical in front of goal, really, rather than dominating uh, most of the games. Obviously, since then, the um, results weren't so good. Only one win in seven. But... Um, you know, obviously a great win against Cardiff in the South Wales derby on uh, Sunday just gone, so hopefully that'll be the, the kickstart that we need now for our uh, form to improve. Our best signing so far would have to be Freddie Woodman, I would say. Um, goalkeeper was a big problem for Swansea last year. Christopher Nordfeldt and Erwin Mulder um, took it in turns, really. Both of them played about half the games. Nordfeldt in particular was abysmal. Uh, made a lot of poor mistakes, particularly with crosses. Um, and Mulder started uh, well initially and then faded, so we really needed a new goalkeeper. And uh, Woodman has been an excellent signing, and uh, hopefully we can get him permanently as he's on the odd loan from Newcastle at the moment. Our style of play, that's quite an interesting question actually, because Swansea obviously have always looked to, well, primarily anyway, to dominate possession. Um, and create a lot of chances with width but we haven't really seen a great deal of that to an extent so far this season um, we haven't had dominated possession like we, we have previously um, as I've alluded to really with the games that we've won a lot of them have been games where we've just taken our chances and been clinical so um, I think that there was a bit of a change on Sunday um, we went with more natural white men rather than playing with uh, players out wide who were how can I put it? Um, having a right footer on the left and then having a left footer on the right, and the players looking to cut in and dart into the box, really, rather than offering natural width. But um, I'm hopeful that we're going to go back now to maybe a bit more expansive game because um, I think that's what suits us best, really. Because as I say, a lot of performances haven't been as good as maybe what the uh, the league table suggests. 
section. That's always an interesting one. Obviously, there could be the danger of after the Lord Mayor's show, after our uh, brilliant win against Cardiff. Um, away from home in general, we've been very good. Uh, we've got 12 points from six games, so we're averaging two points a game, which no one's going to argue with really on the road. I think it's at home where we've had more issues having with us uh, losing three games. Um, difficult one to call, I think. Um, obviously, yourselves are in the, the bottom half of the table. You'll be looking to kick on. I'm going to go for a one-all draw. Okay then, so a one-all draw from um, Stephen's point of view, uh, the Swansea fan. Thank you very much for coming on. Adam, how do you see the go game going on Saturday? Mm, these are these are always uh, these early kickoffs on a Saturday can be uh, it's slow burners, really. But I think the way we've been playing at home, I, I can't see any side really coming here overly confident. So I, I think it'll be a tight game again. I watched the game against uh, Cardiff, most of it anyway, and uh, it was it, it looked like defences were on top. But I think possibly another 1-0 win. I know we've had a few of them recently at home, but a, a, another 1-0 win, I think. Yeah, I think I you know, I agree with you on that one. I think it's going to be a tough, uh, close game. Um, I'd like it to be a, a bit of a spectacle like the, the Forest game was. You know, I think I spoke to a lot of um, neutral fans after the game, and they were really impressed with the game and, and how well we played. So I'm hoping for something, uh, you know, again for... Uh, the fans out there so I think I'll probably go for a, I'm going to go for a 2-0 Wigan win Dunkley brace Adam um, I'm not sure about this one actually um, I just it's one of those that I don't really I don't really fear anyone when we play at home I think we've always got a show and it's definitely a game we should be looking at you know Swansea have kind of started off like Iris on fire and then kind of slipped into this inconsistent win lose kind of Situation, so it's definitely one we should be looking to pick up three points, and I, I do think we will. Um, I'll go for us nicking a two-one draw, uh, two-one draw, two-one win. Um, yeah, that's uh, okay. I'm hopeful. Thorpe. Um Again, a team flying reasonably high comes to the DW Stadium, and if we keep it as a fortress and we we win one 0 I'll be happy. 1-0 put 3 points on you can't go wrong can you you can't and it's uh, going in the right direction because um, I think you were saying a couple of couple of wins and you're, you're right up there aren't you yeah oh well, yeah if it, I, I mean if, if if you look at those last two away games and you put the 6 points on what we could have had you're flying up the table and <clears throat> I think there was a period wasn't there where Caldwell's team got it going but the results didn't quite the performances started to come but the results didn't quite come yeah and then the performance uh, the results started to tag along which improved the performances again uh, and everything went in the right direction i think we, we could be on the cusp of that but obviously it, it could go the other way as well if we you know if we start dropping on form then we suddenly we've got a real issues yeah we could, we could do. So we've been talking about goal scoring defenders, and this is something I think Barry would love to have been uh, involved with tonight. A bit of a quiz for the table. Um, I'm going to go through our, our top goal scoring defenders. We're going to try and guess um, who scored um, and how many goals. Well, I'm going to say how many goals have been scored and who it was. So the first one uh, with eight goals, uh, he played for the last between 95 and 98. 
Actually got 14 goals for the Latics. Um, let's think he was at the 95 uh, Carl Bradshaw. Penalty taker. Got 10 got goals for the Latics. Who else was playing in that era? John Pender? Nope. Uh, Gavin Johnson. Gavin Johnson is the correct answer, yes. Gavin Johnson scored 8 goals. In his, uh, I think he played like 98 games at the Latics, wasn't it? That he uh, attacking left back, but like Robinson, really needs to get more goals. Uh, next with nine goals um, for the Latics. You have to tell me his era. Ninety. So we might not, we might not get this one. This is why I say Barry would love it. 1975 to 1980. He was at the Latics. I don't think he'd be given, but I'm going to give. It's before the time of anybody around this table isn't yeah, it? Well, I, I mean I wasn't even born I, mean, I do, I do, oh, I do I normally Wigan born, history but I can't think of that if it was someone higher up I might get it but so, no his name's Joe Summit stop cheating there's no, there's no fun with cheats no, no. Uh, Joe Hennigan Joe Hennigan yeah. <laughs> oh, assistant Joe. manager under Graham Barrow in so, the 90s there we go that's yeah, how we got it so 10 goals we've already said Carl Bradshaw there's two other defenders from around the same era, really. Um, I go from mid 90s to mid noughties. You were very old then, weren't you? <laughs> uh, and then that's it. So you're not having Colin Greenall then? Yeah, uh, Colin Greenall was 14 goals. Right. Carl um, Bradshaw was in this uh, bracket. There's two other players, 10 goals. From 95 to 98? Well, yeah, 95 to mid noughties. I know it's a big, big spam. John Butler. John Butler got 19 goals for the Latics. 19? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He must have scored a few in his first spell there. Yeah, 19 goals for the Latics, John Butler. Uh, Alec, Cri oh, he's, he's Alec Cribbler. You got Alex Cribbler, he got 15 for the Ticks. Right. Yeah. You're punching high here, think a little bit lower down. Think Pat McGiven. Pat McGiven got 11, so you you one goal out there. Pat McGiven got the 11. Scored a promotion goal, 97. Yes, he did. Go on, 10 goals, defender. What, that era as well, yeah? Yeah, yeah. We're on. Kevin Sharp? Kevin Sharp is another one. There's people screaming, listening to this podcast, telling you the answer. And there's one more in that era? There is. There is. There's one more with that amount of goals, that's what we're after. Is it in that era? Yes. Yeah, yeah, not far. Not no, far. Not into the Premier League, no. No, he did play in the Premier League, no. We played. Uh, are we in the zoo? Oh, Jason DeVos. Jason DeVos scored 15. He got a few. Do you remember DeVos? Yeah. Do you want to give you, tell you who it is? Scott Green. Well, he got that many goals. Yeah, he got well, 10. Oh, then again, he played up front for a bit, so that's a bit of a... That's so then with 11, we have Pat McGiven as you, as you got. Uh, 12 goals for the Latics, current Latics player. 12 goals? 12 goals. Yeah, that's nobody likes Shea Dunkley. Shea Dunkley, yes. Thorpe is coming, Thorpe is away. <laughs> 13 goals, and it's quite apt that this player had possibly one of the greatest moments as a Wigan Athletic player. In this, in this, uh, yeah, that's going to be Boyston. He's Emerson Boyston. Boyston. He scored, he, he should have scored that hat trick against Wolves, shouldn't he? When he, he squared yeah. the third one. And there's another one there, um, surname the same as Gavin Johnson. Yeah, 
Alan Johnson. Yeah, Alan Johnson got 13 for the last exam. Yeah. I think he went to Birchall High School then. <laughs> 14 goals, so we've said Colin Greenall. Who else? It's gotta be it's gotta be the man who played in midfield for most of his latics. It'll come from Austria. Paul Sharner. It is. Fifteen goals, we had Alex Cribbley, Jason DeVos, nineteen John Butler, then twenty-one goals. I think I know this one. The leading defensive. But he, I think I, I think I know this one because I've heard this somewhere before. Is it an eighties? Yes, yeah. Colin Methon is it? It is yeah. Colin Methon, yeah. Right. Uh, I don't think I know that because I've heard that bef- I've heard that before, I think, <coughs> in a different context. I think but you can put your anorak on and uh, and uh, say you've had a successful night there. Well, that's yeah. the, the only thing I've ever been good at, really. Slatic's trivia. Mm, pretty much, yeah. That's I should it. go mastermind. Magnus Magnuson. So, um, that brings me to the end of the agenda that I have in front of me. Um, anyone got any events coming up or anything like that of uh, notable interest, football related, anything that they'd like to bring to the table? Yeah, we've got, a, got an event at my uh, workplace, uh, Edge Hill University, um, policing football, which I think is, uh, at, at the moment, very, very... Topical, obviously, in light of what's been going on, not just abroad, um, obviously in Bulgaria, but obviously some incidents that occurred, obviously, in the FA Cup fourth qualifying round as well. Uh, but we'll be talking about broader issues as well, about sort of fan culture, uh, discussion about alcohol controls, um, safe standing, um, issuing of banning orders without a criminal conviction. So quite a lot of things that really matter to uh, to, to uh, football uh, supporters and you can if you go on to the Edge Hill Centre for Sports Law Research website there is uh, an event booking uh, link on there um, the negative is that I am actually uh, chairing the event so <laughs> it, it starts at 5 you might not get out till midnight with, yeah. with, 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 but there is free wine I have unfortunately signed up for this uh, this event. Um, so Simon can uh, start throwing missiles at me, which would be a criminal offence under the football offences act. If yeah. I'm going on too long, I, if I bring in a bottle of um, pop, are you going to take the lid off it? Yeah, yes. Oh, well, that's an absolute nonsense, isn't it? That. <laughs> well, come. We can ask. We can ask these questions, Paul. Is it just stadium specific, or is it? Well, I think well, we, the DW. You don't have to have your ta- top taken off your bottle. Well, we know Latics view because we asked the question about the safe standing and the alcohol, and they yeah. seemed to be very much status quo, didn't they, last year? Seemed to be cool. Yeah, it's, it's, there's a whole host of subjects in there that you could debate forevermore, isn't there? Because yeah. I, I think you, it, it's a lot of the idiots justify the harsh stance that clubs take, but the normal people quite rightly would be horrified at the way that they're treated. What about the, the other one, um, and the, the face, facial recognition technology and yeah, lots, of, surveil- lots there, of surveillance? There was a lot of talk of that wasn't there at the, um, the Welsh Derby uh, this weekend. So I mean, yeah, I mean, again, age old arguments, if you're not up to no good, well, why has it got an issue with it? Yeah. And, and yet if you are up to no good, um, you're obviously going to kick off about it. But yeah. it, it but there could just be a general point about civil liberties, couldn't there? Yeah, and, and it does go into that wider debate, doesn't it? About whether whether you should have people constantly. But do, what, you, what do you earn your civil liberties, or do you, you know, do you have a right to them? 
deep. Even if you're going to abuse God, them. We've gone very deep for the... Uh, yeah, well, it's, <laughs> it's like people who get banning orders and then become away-only supporters. Because they can go, they can get leather and have a kickoff. Well, that's why I think that you, you, the police who travel, you have your local police officers that travel yeah. to games, don't yeah. you, now to, to prevent that. We'll not go too deep. We could save this talking point for the uh, the event. Yeah, I don't think I did. I actually say the date. It was the 20, 22nd of November. Yeah. Um, five pm starts. We've got a few dress code. Smart yeah, cars. Wear something. Yeah. <laughs> football football replica kits. Stone, Stone Island gear. <laughs> uh, Burberry. Burberry. Right. Does anybody have anything else they'd like to bring to the table tonight? Not social media uh, this week, sir. No. I, I mean, I've had to do the whole agenda myself. Um, so, yeah. That, that one went quiet. No, the only it's almost thing. like it's a host. Uh, I, I, no, when Barry does the agenda, I'll do some bits as well, chip in. Yeah, we'll all do whatever we're asked. Yeah. Nobody's asking. <laughs> no, <laughs> nobody <laughs> thinks to help out. How many games are we into the season? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. How many games are we into the season, Stato? Are we 13? 13, 13, 14? 14. So we're not... 14 for most of them. Getting us. close to the third of the way through 13 the season. 13 if you're Forrester Reading. So, should we get all, give a score at a... Ten where we, where you think we are in the season? You know, where, where are you happy you are with the season? Well, if you want to, if that's what you want to bring to the table, then yes, go then. Right. So I'm going to go. So far, I'm going to go for seven. Me. Yeah, I th- I'd, I'd be around there, six or seven. I'm going to go for eight. 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 Five. Five. Yeah, yeah. but th- you're you're clouded by the away form. I think I'm clouded by the lack of away form and the fact that I don't, I've not been away this season. So that could be what the problem is, because you've not been to an away game. Well, it's other things. When was the last one? Was it Berry? Mm, possibly, yeah. <laughs> last one. Have we won that? And they don't exist anymore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Did you last went to an away game, Paul? So, what, 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 which away game are we pinning you down to? What's next? What's coming up? Stoke. Stoke. Oh, I used to go for some reason when we were in the Premier League. I went to Stoke a lot. Blackburn. Just before Christmas, you Blackburn, could Luton. Yeah. What happens the other one that we seem to go to a lot? Forest, Birmingham, Swansea. You're getting the ones where it's a trek now. <laughs> the one he'd go to is the one that's just up the uh, bottom of his road. Don't mind an hour's trip. <laughs> so. Big long, big long trip. Stoke then. You're to Stoke on Saturday. Saturday comes. No, it's not Saturday. Twenty third. The day after the uh, police in football then. Yeah. Twenty third yeah. of November. Stoke. Yeah. We'll see where we go. Yeah. Oh yeah, Barry's going as well. He's playing. He might get you to play. Yeah, walking football walk, game. Play walking football now, yeah, he said he wanted to sign you up, Paul. Desperate at the minute. Anyway, <laughs> without further ado, it's a good night from me. Good, good night. night from us. Up the ticks.